start this it's, how long has it been <laughs> this, is, this is going in right okay i think i got it greetings and thanks for joining us again whenever you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this in the year 2021 it's the metal is <laughs> podcast i'm dave i'm jason so <laughs> been a hell of a year so far huh yeah no kidding man fucking six days in by the when we're recording this and yeah Shit's already hitting the fan. So let's start it off right. R.I.P. Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom. Fucking huge bummer. Yeah, um, we're going to hit an episode on Children of Bodom pretty soon. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Until then, we decided we're going to give you our top for 2020, of which, uh, man. Top albums. So we're going to do a top 10, right? Yeah, I don't know about you, man, but I had when I went back through and saw exactly how much stuff came out over the last year, just in heavy music alone, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, there's well, I mean, that's it's it's every year except because I, I mean, I've seen people like, "Oh my god!" Like, this was such a good year for metal. And it's like, dude, the year before, I, I mean, I think 2019 was better. I don't but, even know that it's better. It's just that there was so much more. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I mean, well, that's the thing. So more than like other years i mean there's more bands mm-hmm. and so that means more music and then with covid everybody you know like a lot of these bands just decided to release shit now yeah instead of waiting and then you know other bands decided to wait you know so you had a lot of content this year like yeah you know, all the way around and I mean, I, I I think that adds to, you know, the old, it was a good year for metal, you know? I mean, it, it's it's good to be a content consumer, I guess, would be a good word for it, right. yep, <laughs> you know, yep. because, I mean, right now, and I mean, I can only imagine it's going to probably stay that way, so. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know why anybody would change it at this point other than, you know, oh, well, I mean, I'm on tour. I can't stream or something, but, but I think bands that, you know, maybe don't have the, the funds to go on a, a proper tour or like a, even a long tour, you know, now they know that they can do like high quality streaming shows and whatnot. So, yeah, but yeah, there was a lot of stuff that came out, man. Like, and, and I mean, 2020, let's be real. Like, I mean, everybody's like, Oh, it's the worst year ever. And it's like, well, okay, take away the pandemic and it might not be, yeah. So exactly. it does have an excuse. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's some other stuff. I mean, you're, you're left with, um, you know, obviously the George Floyd thing and then, you know, Tiger King, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, some fires and the, I mean, the rest is pretty much pandemic, right? I mean, for the most so, part. Yeah. yeah. So fucking um, insane well, election. It, it was an election year and election yeah. years for, for a long time have been pretty crazy. It's just, we just didn't, we didn't really know about it back in the old days. Cause we weren't as connected. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bad year, but I mean, 
when you and and given the fact it was all locked down at times it seemed like the year was like five years yeah Um, for sure but at other times it's like oh shit that happened this year or or, you know it seems like oh it just seems like we just you know like whatever so um i think more so than normal especially as you get older you know Mm -hmm. time flies but I think this year was a weird one because as time's flying, it also seems like it's taking forever. I completely forgot Lamb of God put out an album this year. So or, yeah, in twenty twenty, we're we're gonna get to all of that. Like I, I was so I, I was just like, oh shit! Like I totally fucking forgot about that. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to wait this year to do an album of the year podcast. I mean, I know we made the fa- the Instagram post last year. One reason why I wanted to wait so long was because of what fucking Acacia Strain did last year. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. I was like, okay, let's just fucking wait. That's why you're hearing the our top album of the albums of the year of 2020 in you know, it's what's going to be like probably over. a couple weeks into fucking January, you know. So, yeah. and uh I mean, hey, all transparency, I went on a, a vacation, not a vacation. I went to Idaho to go see family. We got tested. Everybody there was, you know, pretty much tested or already had it. So we were pretty in the clear to go. And um, I had two weeks off from work. I should have edited a three-hour episode that we have for you guys. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but um, I didn't. And honestly, I would rather put this out first. So, Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of ease everybody in because that's going to be a weird episode for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. Where do we start? I mean, I don't even want to say like honorable mentions just because, I mean, there's so many things. But, but what we're... Okay, this is what 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 genre did you listen to the most? Oh, according to the, the Spotify the thing, just just you can go by Spotify or you can go by just what you thought you listened to most. Well, hmm. let's uh, let me have a look at my list. I don't know that there's like a concrete genre across the board. A lot of death metal, a lot of different types of what you would call metal core. Yeah, I mean, no big surprises there. There's little pockets here and there of, of different things. I noticed I, something from my Spotify thing. So my my most listened to song, I listened to it 14 times. Mm. And that was after Aftermath. I almost said Afterbirth. <laughs> I, I would not it's be... Aftermath from The yeah. Ghost Inside. So, which I don't feel like I listened to that song very much, but that's another one. I'm like, damn, how does my favorite band put out a fucking album in in this year? And not only did I kind of forget, it didn't make my list. Right. And, and it wasn't just because of the, the issues that they had. Cause I mean, Jim is back in the band and turns out, I don't think they actually fired him. I think he, he left. Yeah. That was my understanding. Yeah. So once, I mean, I don't feel like that, that, um, what do you call it? Like that informed my decision to not listen to it very much. I think what it was, was I saw a fucking, crazy number i don't don't remember what was but it's i mean it's a ridiculous number and it was when it shows you you listened to x amount of genres this year uh yeah on spotify yeah well you know what's different about this year at least i think is that they actually like because you ever see that where like they just you know we talk about umbrella genres a lot and they umbrella it almost as much as possible this is like the opposite of that where i feel like they finally started you know whittling things down a little yeah they started actually like kind of hurting things into not even just what i mean i don't i mean i don't think spotify is making the shit up i think it's the people have said what it what it is and spotify's finally putting it where 
quote unquote, we want it. Right. So yeah, I, and, and I've been doing a lot more of like the radio Mm -hmm. for certain artists. And so what I ended up was, you know, yeah, I didn't have like a really, like my dominant artist was queen and I don't even listen to queen unless I'm with my fiance. Right. So it's all context. Yeah. So it's whenever we're in the car together, I have it on our playlist that has a bunch of stuff that we like, you know, and like whatever. So, so that, and it's always weird because the show. Right. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, that's always a factor as well, but you know, and then obviously I listen to a lot, uh, I listen to podcasts a lot. So one thing I noticed was like, I started putting on the radio a lot more this year and ended up discovering a lot of new bands, which was nice, you know, Mm -hmm. like to hear a lot of different things. I was listening to a lot of different shit this year, like more so than normal. Um, and it'll show in my list. Like, it was kind of weird when I when I started thinking. I, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure I think my dominant genre is most likely synthwave, um, and then you know, slam and death metal, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the slam stuff is just fuck. It's just so good right now. But yeah, I don't think I had like. A, I mean, I do think I had had a fully dominant genre, but it wasn't metal. Interesting. You know, I mean, and it wasn't rap. So that would, which is weird because that's usually that used to be what I listened to when I wasn't listening to metal. It was rap, right? So let's see anything you want to bring up to start off. Well, so what I would like to do is at least because when I did see how much stuff and I was like, oh, yeah, this, this and this, I just do that after and we'll just get through the 10 real quick. In addition, I, I, how about this? Because we only got three months of shows. Not even really. It was like two and a half months of shows up to that point. Do you remember what the last thing you saw was? The last show I saw? Yeah. It was ingested. Mm. Was that? Yeah, Brick. It was ingested at Brick by Brick, and that was their, I think, 10-year anniversary of their first album. Mm, okay. It was like Ingested, Cabal, I think Last 10 Seconds of Life. Mm, okay. And there may have been another band. I don't know. I mean, it was awesome. You know, right. fucking Jason Evans is, like, huge to me. And, like, to to finally see them, like, it was, it was fucking great. That's awesome. You know, speaking of man, I mean their new uh, their newest album was really fucking great. Did not make my list, but it was really fucking good. Hmm. Sorry, something went dead for a sec. I think it's good now. Well, so last show I went to was it was our buddies in um, Sight Unseen, and it was at the time a hero within. They're um, I don't think they're called a hero within anymore. No, they're called Fractures yeah. with an X. Yeah. I just I'm trying to remember if it's okay with SD if we say that, but oh yeah, huh? it should be all their all their socials. Are, I'll, I'll double check with them, but either way, so it was them at brick by brick, and it was the night that COVID kind of finally arrived at our doorstep in San Diego County. You know, it had already been on the East Coast, it had already been in Australia and the UK and everywhere else, and like even in the Northwest, it was kind of making its way down. And March 13th was the day that they were like, okay, we better start getting ready. And I remember everybody that night just being like, well, see you when I see you. And I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of those people ever since. Um, I remember, I remember Fred, our buddy, Fred, we, we kind of knowingly jokingly kind of shook elbows instead of hands. Cause we didn't know what was happening yet. Everybody go follow Fred on Twitch, by the way, he just started drumming on Twitch. Um, but yeah, man, to think about how much has changed between that and that, it's just like, wow. And then the last touring band I saw was Madball, and I thought that was probably in February. And it feels like it's been like 
an eternity since I've been to a show. Yeah, I actually don't think I went to a show in 2020. Hmm. I think that Ingested show was in 2019. I could see that. I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, I'm I'm pretty sure anyway. Yeah, that seems like a long time ago. And then, then just, yeah, streaming has become a big thing, not just with musicians themselves, but streaming shows. I mean, Code Orange's record release show was supposed to be the night after that, March 14th. And they just said, screw it. We're going to do it anyways with no audience. And we're just going to stream it. And they kicked down the whole door for that, man. Like everybody's kind of followed suit, whether it be free shows. It seems like a lot of them were just free shows. And now a lot of them are pay shows because they're like, oh shit, I don't know. I don't know when we're going to be able to do this again. So did you uh, watch any oh, man. that come to mind? Did I what? Did you watch any of those stream shows? No, I, I mean, I've caught some stuff on YouTube here and there. Um, it's like if I see a clip on Twitter or if I see a clip on Instagram, I'll check it out. Uh, but I didn't actually watch any shows. I think it's just my thing of like, I don't really watch anything unless I'm watching it with Deja. I, for the most part, dude, if, if, if I have the choice, I'm going to edit the show or I'm going to play a video game or like I'm going to do something. Right. So I, I have a hard time watching stuff. Um, but I did watch some of those uh, Slay at Homes. Yeah, yeah, the metal not, not the full form. shows, just the just the you know they have the individual songs on um, on YouTube. I, yeah. I watched quite a few of those. Um, I've been in love with like fucking all the stuff that Charlie Benante and Ra Diaz and Alex Skolnick have done together. It's man, it, those three are three that I hope keep doing that. For sure, yeah. You know, I I understand if they're on tour and whatnot, but man, when you guys aren't touring, dude, I hope you fucking keep doing that shit because it's fucking great, dude. I love it. I love it so much, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So I caught that first Code Orange one that kind of kicked down the the whole doors or the whole thing. And then like they did it a couple times. I haven't seen the last few. They did it a lot. And then the last ones, they were like, hey, we're going to, you know, have there be a paywall for this because we put some money into this one and good on them. There was a trivium one like that that I didn't watch. Uh, and then they did another one where they did two where it was just rarities and it was from in their um, rehearsal space. The, a lot of people got really creative. The, the, a lot of them were on the same day as each other too. So the Devin Town, one of the Devin Townsend ones, because he did a lot, was on the same day as that behemoth one. And I always heard people talking about the behemoth one. Um, I know. Yeah, on, I, heard, I heard good things about that one. Yeah, yeah, like crazy production. I know on the last Evan Townsend one, or maybe it was the second to last at this point, he does a lot. Uh, it was him and Gene Hoagland playing in, together for the first time in God knows how long. So that's cool. Uh, my favorite one we'll get to at the very end because that's going to all tie around. I'm going to tick off a lot of boxes with my number one album. So, and if you know me, you already know what it is. So, having said all that, Let's jump right into it. What is your number 10? Dude, my number 10 is Year of the Knife. Oh, shit. Internal Incarnation. Right on. Dude, that shit is hard as fuck, dude. God, I fucking love this band. Like, dude. Fuck, dude. Case in point, (laughs) not only is this not on my list, it's not even in my honorable mentions because there's so much crap, dude. There was just so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There's so much. It's I went so I shared I shared a list with I shared a playlist with you. Mm-hmm. It's my it's my fucking 2020. I, I had to go through and just start grabbing shit. Like I literally do like went to a couple playlists that were like metal, like 2020 metal, 2020 hardcore, stuff like that. And then there's the stuff that I knew. And I threw all in a playlist. 
And I mean, it's, it's 45 hours and 18 minutes. And that's just the stuff that I put in there. Right. Like there was a lot of stuff I didn't put in there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it, it's crazy, dude. Like, I, and, and I mean, I just sat and listened to, you know, a lot of times when I did listen to something, like when I did listen to metal, that's what I would listen to. I would just throw it on shuffle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when something caught my ear, I would listen to the whole album. Like if it was something I thought like, Hey, like this could possibly be, you know, a, this could be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like okay. Sure. So for instance, one that kind of fell off my list, um, only because my number nine bumped it, this band called Wayfarer. I've seen that mother of God a lot too. Yeah. Dude, it's old West black metal. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, it's so fucking good, dude. And I mean, honestly, like the way I, the way it was presented to me was like, you could play red dead redemption or red dead redemption Two. put this on and it fucking works perfect because it's, it's legit old West black metal. Like it's sick as fuck, dude. Like that was what I kept going back to, but there was other stuff too. Like, I mean, you know, like uh, some of the stuff, fuck, they have kind of like the organic production. Cause I don't like calling it old school. Right. Um, like wormhole went to a more organic production style and I don't like this album. I like the first one. I didn't like, I didn't like this one. And I, I checked out a lot of stuff, man, from, from like a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, stuff that I would see, you know, around, you know, Namesium, the new soil work right, pretty good, yeah, but yeah. I thought it was weird. They had like a fucking 15 minute song or something. And it really didn't go anywhere. Uh, did um, you watch any of those videos? No. Okay, don't. I good okay. on him for trying to do what they did, but don't. I, Alex said it best. He's the biggest soil work fan I know. The videos are distracting from the music. Like Oh, I, really? I agree. Like like they're cool and it's like cool for them cuz they're trying to like they're supposed to be like mini movies, but like the one for that 15 minute song is like not very good and doesn't really go anywhere. I, Yeah, I just it was it was a matter of like, you know, like the song is too long. Like it, it's long, but it doesn't really go anywhere where mm-hmm. vice versa, dude, fucking this fucking Wayfarer band. I mean, they have, I think it's a couple songs. I think it's only like eight songs, but I mean, it's like a really long album, dude. Like totally fucking cool, man. I fucking really love that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven songs. But, but I mean, yeah, dude, it was, I'm going through like a lot of this stuff and all of a sudden, like, and I remembered seeing earlier in the year, I remember, I think I retweeted it. It was, um, it was a video. I don't know if it's hate five, six or not, but there was a video posted. It was, it was a song by year of the knife. And I was like, Holy fuck, dude. It was like probably this, eight, five, six. I think I remember that. I was like, God damn it. Like, this is fucking amazing. And so I fucking retweeted it and like, but their album wasn't out yet. And so I kind of forgot about it. And then I was, uh, and then, earlier in the year i just all of a sudden was like you know whatever happened with that band so i fucking looked it up and the album was out and i fucking oh my god dude like i fucking listened to it quite a bit man like it's it's fucking hard as fuck it's almost perfect hardcore for me yeah man it's that it's that kurt baloo production that's that's popping really hard yeah right yeah now. it's fun i don't remember what label they're on it should be really the guitars obvious. really pop on the album dude like they they um one thing i do like about that you know what you know quote unquote hm2 sound but that real kind of like it's not as bassy mm-hmm. um one thing i really like about that is even in your phone speakers it 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 fucking rules dude nice it, it really cuts through it sounds really nice and now that we have um dark glass 
it, it seems like everybody has a killer bass sound. So like it, when you have that kind of a guitar sound and then you have a nice bass sound, you can actually hear the bass. It, it, op- it opens it up. It opens up room for the fucking bass player. And, and it, it just fucking rips, dude. Like, God damn it, dude. It's such a good album. Right. What is your number 10? I was just going to say real quick. It's funny because you, you mentioned the HM2, the bassist Maddie. I remember her selling, um, she was trying to get rid of some stuff and one of them was an HM2. So now that you say dark glass, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's why. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that's funny. My number 10. Okay. You, uh, a lot of people have probably seen me raving about this band recently. Like I was into them before, but this new album is really, really grabbing a lot of attention from England. I'm going with Svalbard. When I die, will I get better? So Spell elevator bar? pitch. Yeah. Elevator pitch. There's the, the there's the black gaze sound that's going around right now. You know, the black metal with shoe gaze, whatever ratio that might right. be. So they employ that, but they also employ like honest to God screamo before the term you got used to describe like Hawthorne Heights. Like, you know, really emotional post hardcore, almost all screaming. So they like took a couple things that were already happened and there's some crust in there too. And they kind of put it together. And like, like I remember Tim from fit for an autopsy who streams does music Mondays where he does everything that, um, came out the Friday before. And I remember everything was just, nothing was grabbing his attention that day. And he was kind of bummed. And I remember because Falbard's S. So they're like at the bottom of the alphabetical order. They got to the first song, which I believe is open wound. And, um, and I remember, like you could see, like like you could see the, him start smiling. He's like, "Dude, this makes me like happy." Like, <laughs> it's, it's it has a very you know it, it it's very it's very. I just had to restart Spot, uh, Spotify. I've never heard it before. I've never even heard of it. Like, yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to check it out. I just I got to wait for my Spotify to reopen. Yeah. So that so that there's a story also behind that too. Is the one of the co-vocalists, Serena, talks about a lot of you know really shitty stuff as as being a woman just in general but also you know dealing with stuff about like getting groped at shows and whatnot and uh so she kind of lays it a lot on the line in the lyrics and this so that's already one thing there was a huge i'm not even gonna say the fucking name of the label because fuck that guy but her them and a bunch of other up-and-coming really great bands were on this label that i was really 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 championing and i was like oh this is cool all these bands on this one label and then the guy turned out to be a humongous scumbag and it was like maybe the week before their their record dropped um so they were in a rock and a hard place and everybody said fuck the contracts fuck whatever we're all off this label so infinite props to justine and sammy from employed to serve first starting i don't even know if it was ever dead but starting back up their their side label uh church road and they were the first release on this new iteration of church road or whatever it is so Huge props for putting that together at the last minute. I hope all the other bands that left that other label have found somewhere new because like oh, I, I hadn't heard any band on that label that I didn't like and I thought they had a lot of futures ahead of them. So I hope that all works out well. Um, Svalbard also. Holy shit, I already love this. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome, dude. This is fucking great, man. Yeah, yeah. And I hoped all the best for them. Like, like I, I would have to guess they were going to come here. I know a ton of those British bands were finally going to come over here, employed to serve being one. And, you know, obviously nobody can play shows. So that's a bummer. But I hope them all the best in this next year. They just did the last, you know, those Kerrang little shows in a, in a small place things on YouTube that Kerrang does. They were the last ones. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
They they did one of these. Yeah, they, th- these guys did one of those. These guys did one of those, and I think um, I think they were the last one. It was sometime in the last. I mean, it was released sometime in the last couple of weeks, and it was like a socially distanced. Hey, we're in the venue. It was to like I think try to raise money or awareness for venues having trouble in these times right now. Uh, but it was really good, man. I can't say enough awesome about this band. I hope all the best for them in this coming year. Check it out if you haven't already. Svalbard, When I Die, Will I Get Better. Go check out their old stuff too. But this one is really special. So props on them. And that's my number 10. How about your number uh, nine? Dude, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. There, there's a <laughs> so really cool, fucking cool. Yeah. There's a really cool video that goes with it too. It's just, it's nothing special, but it's like, you know, like cliff sides in, in Northern England or whatever, gloomy and, and it, it, but it goes really well with the song, you know, drone shot shit. I'm game for that. You know what? Really All quick. Right. Let me so, just make sure one thing. Fuck okay. dude. I uh, just remembered another album that came out last year. And I, oh, dude, I thought you were going to say, like, it's not recording. I was like, no, no, oh. sorry. I, I was thinking, because speaking of what I just said, I was like, oh, man, there's another album on my honorable mentions, but I, it's not. I just remembered it, and it's not. And it's, I'm like, ah, shit. All right, we'll get to that later. Hopefully, I remember them. Oh, man. So too much of a good thing. Um, how about your number nine? So this one's hard to say. The album, anyway. The band is The Ocean. Ah, okay. The album is called Phanerozoic 2, colon, Mesozoic, a weird up and down, not even a slash or backslash or forward slash, just a straight up and down slash Cenozoic. Dude, it's, it reminds me of like clean guitar Isis. Interesting. A um, little Cult of Luna-ish. Oh, fuck. And I mean, the songs are overly long. They have one song. It's like the first song is like eight and a half minutes. The second song is like 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. The rest are right around like, you know, five, four to five minutes, you know, like nothing too crazy. But I mean, the layers, the drumming on it, the guitar tone is, you know, outstanding. It's there's a lot of dirty, clean, you know, there's a lot of layer distortion. There's, you know, screaming, there's that yelling, like ISIS yelling. And it's, it's almost like ISIS a little bit less, less gain on the guitars and the and the vocals are a little more forward in the mix. Hmm. Um, that's what it reminds me of. And if you look it up on Spotify, dude, they have a double. It's a double disc, and you can also get full instrumental tracks from the entire album. Wow! In fact, I think they have that with every single album. Or sorry. Okay, so this is the band I thought it was. I first heard this band in two thousand six. The Ocean. Yeah. And I never heard any of these other albums. So that's the thing. I didn't even know they, I, I used to listen to them a lot and I just didn't, I haven't kept up. So up until 2013, this album Pelagial, that's the first one where they have like full on instrumental versions on another, you know, on another quote unquote disc. So they do have instrumental versions just in case you don't like the vocals, but fuck, I mean, the musically, it's just like, it's cool. I mean, there's not like keyboards and stuff like that. It's not like that. It's at least not that I've, really could tell it's pretty organic almost like um fuck what's the name of that fucking one band not cloud kicker it's kind of like cloud kicker with vocals um okay can't think of the fucking name but they were like a a more organic you know kind of like pelican-esque band i I just i can't think of the fucking name of them right now but yeah this this fucking album i mean fuck dude it's it's fucking kill it's it's a band that 
I've known for years. I just didn't know that they kept putting out shit. I mean, and I might not have, I might not have liked the first album enough to, to kind of follow them. Maybe that was the whole entire case, but I mean, I saw somebody mention it on Twitter and I was like, is that the same? Cause there's also a band called being as the ocean. Yeah. They're sort of kind of from here. The singer right. from Alpine. Yeah. And, and, you know, and there's, you know, there's kind of like a lot of bands, you know, like they have this, the, the, you know, the ocean in their name or whatever. So, so I, you know, um, I'm looking at the related artists, dude, maybe that we could do this too. We could, you know, say, Hey, this is for fans of like intronaut is one in there called the Luna Baroness. Right. Yeah. Um, Neurosis, Amon Ra, obviously Isis and Pelican, Cloud Kicker, Kylesa. I'm trying to see if that one band is in here and they're not. So whatever. Um, well, now you got to be curious. I'm going to have to think of that. I remember Nate from Converge collaborated with them a lot a while back. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And I remember it was either they used to be called the Ocean Collective and then they just became the Ocean or vice versa. And now maybe they are the Ocean again. I don't know. I just remember... I don't know. I, the ocean as it's on its own just sounds better than the ocean collected to me. So, so it's cool to hear they're called the ocean again, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I know it's basically the one guy in a revolving cast of dudes from what I recall. Maybe that's changed. Um, but yeah, man, I, I didn't even know they had an album out, so I'll have to check that out. Huh. Yeah. I was really glad I saw that, um, that post or whatever. Cause I was just like, damn dude, like this is fucking really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Super stoked on it. What is your number nine? So, doctor, you need to get down, buddy. <laughs> did did, did uh, Deja tell you what I told her? He gave me a little slap on the wrist because I was petting Jack instead of brushing him. Oh, really? Yeah, he got a little. Yeah, jealous. he'll tap you, dude. He taps me on the leg all the time. Like, hey, dude, I want food. I have no idea. I think he figured out how to open doors too. He's very bold. Apparently, this <laughs> <laughs> revelations this last time around. All right, number nine. We're going to take a trip up to up the 15 or however you want to get there. We're going to Pomona. The new album from the Pomona Dudes in Shababa. Realm of Madness. Yep. Años en Infierno. I know I butchered that pronunciation, but years in hell. Fucking, I think this is, I mean, it's, they've worked with other producers in the past, but this is the first one in a while that hasn't been Taylor from twitching tongues. This was uh, Arthur Rizik, who, if I'm not mistaken, is in that band eternal champion that a lot of people were talking about that album that came out this year too. He's another go-to guy right now. Uh, and it turned out awesome. They had a couple little streaming events that I really liked. Uh, the drummer Jason's doing backup vocals now and he's wearing gloves, fucking Vinnie Paul style. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, just like there's something evocative in this album to me of, I want to say like Morbid Vision, Sepultura, and maybe that's what they're going for. I know they've always been influenced by Sepultura, but like that's the specific vibe I got. Uh, Nate's vocal style took an interesting turn that I, I dig, uh, where instead of like kind of the typical hardcore shout, it's like almost this kind of old, old death metal thing with some reverb going on, very grunty. I, I like it a lot, man. There's some always awesome tribal drumming stuff. Brian's always got a guitar tone. That's very distinctly him. Even though you can tell where it's coming from. Like I'm stoked. I I love this album. Yeah, man. It sucks. They didn't get the chance to have a a proper release or show or whatever at that. They only thought they were going to be able to play a couple shows this year anyways, just because they're all busy. Nate's got SOS booking and they all have other stuff they do. Um, 
but they were able to do a couple live streams and they were both awesome. I highly recommend everybody. I, I believe they're both on uh, YouTube now under Nate's SOS booking YouTube page and check out all the stuff he does every Sunday. I think it's 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on SOS booking on Twitch. Um, it's Again, it sucks that they couldn't do anything for it this year, but I'm glad it came out. And I'm glad they're still doing their thing. Everybody, infinite love to Realm of Madness. Brian's got a couple um, side projects as well. I can't remember how to say the name of the new one, but also check out Mortuary Punishment. There, it's you know Death Doom. It's awesome. Go check out everything they do. They're awesome. Support the hell out of that band. On that note, yeah, dude, such a good album, man. On that note, your number eight. Venom Prison, Primeval. Ah, very nice. Okay. Oh, man. This, you know, I think the fucking last album fucking made my other list, man. Like, I'm pretty sure it did. That was a good they album. just, I mean, what was it two fucking albums in two years? Actually, three albums in three years, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, I, no. Animus, was, there's a deluxe edition. So it was 2016 was when it came out. But yeah, yeah. 2019 and back-to-back years, dude. 2020, fucking just killing it, dude. Like, God damn it. Yeah. So this one's interesting because it's, it's again, it's a result of COVID stuff and not being able to really tour Animus that much. So um, this one is actually their two uh, pre-record deal EPs put together and re-recorded and then there's two new oh, really? songs at the very end yeah those the the most of it the first 10 songs or whatever it is is old stuff and i what i did because i like doing this is i i a beat them next to each other so i could hear the original ep version and hear the newer version but even then the best fucking songs in my opinion are at the end it's the newer stuff um the new two songs and Man, i never scrolled in, down yeah <laughs> and they're and they're uh they just signed to century media so huge congrats on that they got so they're gonna have a whole new album coming out. They've been working on tons of stuff, man. Um, and to think about how much output they've had in the little amount of time, relatively a little amount of time they've been a band. I think it's been six years now. Like there, it's the same thing as Shababa, where it's not on paper what has become deathcore so much as it's just say hardcore influenced death metal or whatever. And like they're uh, really doing it their own, dude. Like I'm dude, still yeah, because my two favorite that makes sense because my two favorites are the two at the end, specifically the last song, Slayer yes. of Holofernes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fuck that song is amazing. Yeah, those are yeah, new, like, new. I mean, I was getting into like Defy the Tyrant, Mortal Abomination stuff. Like I just uh, because you told me that I just scrolled down. I'm like, oh motherfucker! Like all I had to do was keep scrolling. Yeah. I just never bothered. I, I threw I threw their newest album in. A, I saw that they had new. I was like, oh shit, they have a new thing. I threw it in the fucking playlist. And I've been listening to it like crazy. It's fucking outstanding, dude. Like so yeah. sick. Well, I shit. Love that now that almost too. doesn't count. I mean, and tomato, tomato. So okay, you, so I, I so I'm not gonna take it out, but I'm gonna fucking just throw in another fucking album that really was close to making my list, just because this is two EPs put together. Necrot Mortal. Ooh. It's it's a really good album, and the other one I'm pretty sure is going to be in your list. So, what is your number eight? Let me just look at one thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is the only other death metal album aside from the one that's going to come up later on my list. Really, got to go with what I've come to realize probably is my favorite death metal band now. Beneath the Massacre, Fearmonger, like 
dude, I've been waiting for years for these guys to put something out again. And they were supposed to play here in April with um, Origin, which is perfect because that's one of their biggest influences. I've always loved this fucking band ever since I heard them on MySpace on whatever the hell song it was. On I that. totally forgot this came out. This that's what I'm saying, dude. There's just an abundance of riches, shall we say. I think they're on Century Media now as well after being on Prosthetic before, just like been in prison. They got their new drummer who was the guy that just quit uh, Shadow of Intent. I believe his name's Anthony and he's fucking sick. Uh, Isn't dude. he in Counterparts too? Uh, that's Kyle. Um I'll have some stories about him later because there's I don't know if there's some there's something he said and we're gonna have to cut this out. There's something he said pertaining to another band that's gonna be on this list, and I don't know huh. if that's supposed to be out yet, but he said it on his stream. He's got another death metal thing too, though. Writhed or something. It's like an old project that he brought back. I gotta I gotta do some catching up on him because I, I missed the last drum stream he had, and I know he said a bunch of stuff that was happening that I wasn't there for. But yeah, man, fucking Oh, shit. I just realized he kind of looks like Kyle from Counterpart 2, actually, so I could see that confusion. And he plays Shadow of Intent and Beneath the Massacre on his streams a lot. Anywho, yeah, man, like, this is, A, one of my favorite, it, like, they, their technicality, like, just the frantic nature of what oh, they yeah. do always got to me, dude. But a couple of that, you can be technical and not be brutal. These guys were brutal as all hell, dude. And they came from hardcore, so there was always an, a, hard, a hardcore influence. Um, I know they used to be super influenced by Meshuggah. I don't know that I really heard it as much on this record, but I don't know, maybe. But like, dude, just so good to have him back. And I miss him in the live setting. Because like another thing too, when you think of really technical bands, you tend to think dudes, at least I think of dudes just kind of stand there going, look at what I'm playing, faceless. Perfect example. They used to be really fun <laughs> too, actually. Now it's okay. We're just gonna look. Look at us. We're cool. It happens sometimes. Yeah, but dude, sometimes the, the shit's hard to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like beneath the massacre, like dude, they they move the room. It was ah oh, man. I've been looking forward to them so much again. I hope we'll get a second chance sooner than later. If you've never heard beneath the massacre and you want to hear so many aspects of death metal just on 10, dude, or even 11 in some cases. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing. I love Elliot's voice. He's always he's my, he's in my top growlers, as we talked about on the growler episode. And like the fact that he only just does the one voice because he wants to be as best at it as he can is awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, fucking hey. There's a reason Devin Townsend selected him to be the low growls on uh, Empath. Hell yeah, yeah. Love it, dude. Beneath the massacre. Sec. Yeah. Oh, I had to let the doctor out. <laughs> nice. He's a letter outer. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Beneath the massacre, fear monger, check it out. What is your number seven? Mine is I guess you would consider it old school death metal, the OSDM stuff, but it's really slow. <laughs> Not really slow, but it's pretty slow. Pretty groovy. I guess you'd call them caveman fucking riffs. Uh, but Temple of Void, the world that was. I mean, what can I say? It's it's old school death metal, but it's like, I don't know what you call it. It's not quite obituary style slow. But I mean, it is, it is, it, it's plotting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, Elephant March or whatever they call that. Yeah. But I mean, man, it's just, it's fucking cool riffs. It's not, comp- it's not totally muddy sound um it does sound good like and it's not the hm2 sound really but it is like more of an organic sound but not so 
Like I, I, I think my issue with the organic sounds is the bands that do it, like overdo it. Right. You know, to the point where it doesn't really sound all that great. Or, and, and I don't like that. It's, it's like you're trying to go too much the other direction. You know what I mean? So you can make a totally organic sound through a digital fucking thing. Just don't throw so many fucking effects all over it. Right. You know, also don't compress the fuck out of it. Like whatever. But man, like the singer just, I mean, it's, it's, he's more like, um, like a Frank Mullen style, real throaty. But I love the fact that, and we'll get into it with my number fucking two, but like, I love the fact that like the, the reverb on the vocals, like you want to give your stuff, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very small amount for mm. this band, <clears throat> but it starts with this one, man, with the, that reverb on the vocals. I mean, you want to make your shit sound older, put reverb on everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> make sure. it sound like it was recorded in a room. Yeah. You know, so that's a good way to go about doing it. But the world it was, uh, there's a, it's basically five songs and then like a fucking, like a little interlude in the middle. But like the last three songs, it's like 519, 739, 937. Like it's, they got some longer songs, but man, like this, it's real head banging fucking like, I mean, I would almost call it like a groove metal fucking style death metal, you know, like it's Mm. fucking awesome, dude. I love it. I actually um, need to check this out. I've heard this name all year and that's just one I never got. Oh yeah. Well. It's dude. Fuck. It's another one that someone hit me up on, or someone we follow on Twitter or something like that. Like just, you know, what's posting it. And I thought, well, I'll check it out. You know, I'm always down to check out those OSDM bands. Like I'm, I'm cause I know there's some good ones. So I'm like, oh, all yeah. right, I'll, I'll check them all out. Like I don't necessarily like them all, but I will look at all of them. And they, these guys are just, I mean, fuck, I can't even tell you. I mean, I, I didn't listen to it a hundred times or anything, but I listened to this album fucking like a lot. Right. Uh, definitely one of my faves. Uh, what's number seven for you? So my number seven, another band that got a lot of buzz this year early on, uh, came out the same day as the Sepultura record. And if you say Polaris, February. we're going to fight. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't even think they came out now this year. Anyway, nah, I do. I have that band has grown on me a little as far as that cheesy style. Yeah. As far <laughs> as that cheesy style of really commercialized metal core goes, it's yeah. actually grown on me a little bit, especially because oh, there's so fucking many of them in Australia, but I was like, okay, I could kind of right, see Right. Right. Anyways. No, this time we're going to Liverpool home of carcass. Oh fuck. Carcass. And, um, yeah, man, I'll say this also. Are we going to What's that? Isn't it just an EP? No, this is a. It's not Carcass. I'm saying it's from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know that that made my honorable mentions. Like, I got a little EP section too, naming all those off. But no, so up and coming band. I know they have old shit too, and I've listened to it. But this this album came out and fucking that's all from them. I've been able. That, there was like weeks I listened to this fucking album, and it's loathe. How do you spell it. It's L O A T H E. Loathe. I let it up. Oh, I let it in and dude. took everything. It's fucking Death Tones core, which is not a new thing, but the way they're doing it. Dude, to me, it's it's Death Core meets Code. It's I'm sorry, it's Death Tones meets Code Orange. Yeah, that's the comparison lots of people are making. Um, it's my odd, number yeah. five. Oh, they're fucking there we go. Okay, yeah. so spoilers, dude. at least on my end, dude. The Death Tones album I thought was good. I actually like this better, and a lot of people seem to. Like, like this made waves, dude. 
I, I like this one a lot. I, I like this one better than the new Deftones album. And I like the, the new album. Yeah. And Deftones, like, Deftones even like gave him props. They gave him the cosign. Like, like, fuck, what uh, else could you want? It's you fucking have- good, dude. God yeah. damn it. I was just listening to it like most of the day today at work. Mm-hmm. I was up on a ladder inside of fucking ceiling tiles all day. And I was just listening to fucking low. Like I probably listened to the album like four times in a row. Nice. Stupid Not a short album good, either, dude. So good on him, man. Like fucking, it's grabbed a lot of attention all over the world. Same deal. They were probably, I think they said they were supposed to come here and they're going to have to wait. Have you checked out? Like, the, have you ever listened to just the instrumental? Is there an instrumental version? Yeah, dude. Like it's, it's yes. weird, man. Like, because you're taking out the Chino element. Yeah. I guess you know, I like, have to check that out. It's, it's strange, dude. But I, I did it just the other day, just for shits and giggles. Dude, aggressive evolution. Fuck dude. Yeah, man. man. There's some fun on there. I, and then, yeah, dude, the best Deftones song that Deftones never fucking wrote, dude. Two-Way Mirror. Yeah, easily. So lush, man. Like, fucking, oh, uh, they got some competition, dude. Like, oh, uh, it's so, it's real. And good, it's like man. they hit, like, all these different aspects of, like, all the different, what do you call it? Like, moments of Deftones. So, like, there's stuff on here that sounds like Saturday Night Wrist. There's stuff that sounds like you know prayers and triangles there's stuff that sounds like fucking engine number nine and there's stuff and the weird thing is like all it's like it's all in the same song yeah right absolutely and then yeah. it's all held together by this slipknot people are calling it new metal core i could see that yeah they're one of the bands that people that people have been talking about new metal core i can't oh the other one is um they were pretty high on my list alpha wolf I heard that a lot um, this year too. They're like a mix of sound. like new metal, new metal slash deathcore kind of thy art is murder ish, mm-hmm. but like a, they're like a metalcore, like a, sorry, a new metal version of like thy art is murder. My mm-hmm. favorite of these new metalcore groups is Brand of Sacrifice, who they didn't put out an album this year, but they did put out a new song, and it's fucking tits, dude. Shout like, out God to Brad fucking C, dude. He's their uh, he's their manager or something now. He yeah, something manager. like that, man. Like, but I mean, fucking dude, Kyle Anderson, I think is the guy is the singer's name. But like, dude, they're fucking guitar. Like everything about that band is fucking awesome, and they're kind of like, no, nah, they're not front runners by any means. There's just these bands that are just they're being called new metal core, and I saw these guys get called that as well, and, and they're just on that other side of it. They're they're right. at the what I would say the lighter spectrum of it where they're really working in a lot of this Slipknot code orange, even probably Lincoln park, like the digital parts of Lincoln park. Right. Um, They're working it in with this heavy Deftones influence and it fuck dude. It's just outstanding. If you haven't listened to loathe, you need to listen to it, man. Cause fuck dude, it's stupid. Good. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's funny, too, because we talk about the influence Deftones has on a lot of the modern bands. The other big one is uh, Vane. Like, like it's straight up fucking Deftones meets co- uh, Converge. But I feel like right, they're yeah. a little more on the Converge side than the Deftones side. But I hear live, they're like way more new metal, like to the point where they have a DJ on stage now. Um, so it'll be interesting, especially because, A, they had to change their name to Vane. I think it's TV because some other band had the name Vane, which makes sense to me. Oh, really? Yeah, and then um, just like Kublacon's Kublacon TX now. And, oh, dude, uh, that's stupid. Yeah, but so I'd be very curious to hear the next vein because even that, the, the the other album was an evolution from the other stuff they did, and I can't wait to see where Loathe goes. I would love to see them both, man. Fucking, 
I feel like there's some kinship to be had there. Like, like uh, there's this whole new cool wave of bands and those two are part of it. And I, I feel like we're going to be hearing a lot more from Loathe in, in the next couple of years, man. I'm still Oh yeah, dude. I hope so, man. Cause fuck dude. They're amazing, dude. Like yeah. I love this band like so fucking much. Yeah. Very awesome aesthetic too. If I didn't mention that, like the videos, the, the album art, that's a very distinctive album art that like got turned into a meme a lot this year because like everybody kind of recognized it when they saw it, like stoked for the future. Are we on number six now? Does that sound right? Yeah. Right on. Oh, it's my six though. Okay, so my six is we just talked to him earlier last we talked to him last year, man. Fucking brave the cold scarcity. Nice. Dude, I have I said it in the episode, man. Like I've never heard anything like it. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything new that reminds me of so much old things, but not in a nostalgia way. Not in a like a compartmentalized way either. Mm -hmm. Um it's it, it reminds me of so many old things, like just at random. Yeah, for it's. Sure. I've never heard shit like that before. Like I, I just haven't. I, I, I've heard a lot of stuff that it's like, oh, in this part, I've heard something that sounds like that, or this part sounds like this and this, but like I've never heard it all put together in a package like that. Exactly. It's a fucking just killer fucking album, dude. Like. If you want to hear something fucking fresh, dude, like you want something that's heavy. I mean, he does scream on there, but he also fucking sings, dude. Like, and he has a, a nice high pitched kind of a whale kind of a voice. I, I, you know, dude, do yourself a favor and listen to fucking Brave the Cold, man. Cause like it's almost to the point, dude. Like, it, and it's like, it's nothing really weird, but it's almost to the point where it's like you listen to it and you're like, it's out there, you know? Like, yeah, he has this voice. He has this, nah, 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 nah. And it's almost like a cross between like Udo Dirk Schneider from like Accept and like Kurt from fucking Metal Church almost, mm-hmm. but with a little bit, a little more heaviness to it. And then obviously, I mean, and then Dirk Verbeeren on drums, like forget oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, One dude. of the several bands Bert or Dirk put out this year that's not even Megadeth, dude. Yeah, dude, fucking Cadaver. Is, I mean, yeah, that's Cadaver, a fucking awesome album. New too. version of Blood from the Soul, which I still haven't listened to, unfortunately. Ooh, aside I don't from think the singles, I've listened to that either. It's really good from the songs that I heard. Uh, we'll get to that a little later, but yeah, man, fucking a. Obviously, Mitch is always going to be in my good graces because of Napalm Death. But to hear, because he only did really that one voice, the the high shrill kind of Japanese hardcore scream thing and then he started including some of that more creepy atmospheric like i don't know about atmospheric actually but like you know that that clean singing thing he did on the wolf i feed and other songs like that and now with this you get to hear so many things he just never did before and Dude, he's awesome. just screaming like blind die, blind die!" like it's fuck dude and it's like I don't know what you call it. Cause I mean, it's, I, I, I almost just call it like fucking grind because he did say something when we were talking to him and it was like, you know, grindcore has always been kind of about like, you know, being different and shocking. If, if grindcore becomes one specific thing, then it's no longer really grindcore. but exactly. I mean, there's so many different things going on. Hey, do you ever watch like chopped or fucking master chef or any of those fucking food shows, man? Anytime uh, like, Kevin's oh, on fuck dude. I fucking watch them all the time, dude. Like, <laughs> There's always some fucking person in there that's like throwing all this shit on the plate and it all looks cool and it's all fucking like each individual thing looks amazing. And then like the person fucking eats it and they're like, dude, this is all really fucking good, except there's a lot, there's too much going on on the plate. Right. This is almost that, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a great it's analogy. almost too like much that. going on on the plate. And it's not yeah. because it's like 
it's not spastic. It's not overly obnoxious or anything like that. It's just, there's so many different styles mm-hmm. going on at the same time that it's, it's almost hard to wrap your brain around. It's a fucking amazing album, you know, and I just, I'll just say it again, man. Fucking congrats to fucking Mitch, dude, for putting this shit out. Cause fuck, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Major. It's, to it's Mitch. fucking great, man. Yeah. You're number six. So future spoiler, Mitch will be making another appearance. On <laughs> I'm my sure he will. Having said that, a band that I know for a fact has influenced my number six is Napalm Death. Fucking end. Let me, okay, hold on. This has a weird title. And I, and Brendan even admits that splinters from an ever changing face. All right, cool. Whew. Like I've been listening to extreme stuff for most of my life, you know, well over 20 years. And like the fun thing about getting into it is like just how much you're overtaken by it. You just go, holy shit. You know, like you're like kind of put off at first. You, you can't, there's shock value. You know what I mean? Like when you first yeah. get into it over time, if you're like me, you just become used to it, you know? And at that point, fucking shock value is not enough and you need, okay, what can you do with these elements that were once shocking? You know what I mean? Like, right. This was the first thing in over two decades where I had to put it down for a moment and go, this might be too much for me at first. Like, Oh man. Fucking hell man. Now, obviously I'm a little more used to it, but dude, it is it's intense, dude. And it's like all these guys from other bands. You got Brendan from Counterparts. You got Jay who used to sing in uh, Reign Supreme. And now he's also the vocalist of Shy Halud on bass and backup vocals. You got Greg who used to be in Shy Halud and Misery Signals. Uh, Will Putney on guitar for crying out loud. Uh, really? On, yeah, yeah. This is his other band, man. Um, and uh, on drums, you got Billy Reimer who used to be in Dillinger Escape Plan. Now, here's the part we might have to cut out because I, I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but apparently when they do tour again, it's going to be Kyle from Counterparts on drums. And he is fucking more than suited for the job, man. He's a machine. Um, but apparently, uh, yeah, Billy's just the on-record player guy. But dude, just that, I, I, when I heard that was going to be a thing, I was already stoked, let alone I didn't expect to be that to, what that collection of dudes knowing their prior work, I wasn't expecting this to be what it was. They, they started out as, you know, the, the idea of the nucleus of this thing being Trap Them and Cult Leader, like that kind of HM2 produced by Kurt Ballou, kind of hardcore beats death metal-ish thing. And then they just started throwing more stuff in the mix. Greg says his favorite kind of music is Blackened Crust. So there's a lot of that in there. Throw in a little bit of suffocation. Brendan's all about grindcore. So there's a lot of grindcore in there. Uh, he does stuff vocally that he doesn't do in counterparts like highs and lows. Like, and it's just fucking vicious, dude. Like, it outdoes, it, it kind of makes a lot of those other HM2 hardcore bands obsolete to me. Like, it's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, why? I oh, yeah, this. dude. It's a really fun, it's outstanding album as well, man. Like, yeah. And he, and like somebody even asked him, he's like, why don't you guys go to Kurt Ballou? And he's like, if we didn't have two of the most in-demand producers and heavy music in our band, yeah, we would go to Kurt Ballou. But our fucking guitarists are Greg Thomas and Will Putney for crying out loud. So of course they were going to, yeah. you know, and it's, it's interesting to hear their take on the HM2 as well, because you've heard they've done enough times by different bands now. So to hear what they do with it is cool, man. But yeah, I cannot wait. The, the tour was supposed to be in, uh, it was only going to be Canada. I don't remember who the opening band was going to be, but it was going to be Chamber uh, and Misery Signals. Oh, my God. 
That would yeah. be amazing, dude. So hopefully they'll get a chance to do that at some point. I, I look forward. I've been begging Greg to make something happen in, in California for years now. So hopefully we'll get our chance, knock on wood. The other thing is too, man, they're like, they're going, holy shit, man, this is kind of blowing up a little more than our other bands even. And there's a big potential because of the way they sound to cross over to, I don't know about a mainstream metal audience, but you know, a metal metal audience in a way that those other bands don't have. So they're, they're, they were looking to make some moves before stuff happened and hopefully they can pick it right back up after stuff starts, you know, easing up a little more. So fucking end, check them out, dude. And check out the previous EP too. It's there. It's awesome. Uh, on that note, your number five. Mine was Lowe's, so what's to your oh, number right, five? Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so we're going to go back to back. Fucking Napalm Death, Throws of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism, man. Wow, is that number five? Yeah, man. Well, wait till Holy you hear what my, number, what my top four are. I've loved this band for years and years. They're one of my top. They're in my top five. They're even top four, even. Like, fuck, man. So they went for years and years and years and years. I remember there was a period where they had an album out every fucking year and there was no lack in quality on any of them. Ever since they like started hitting it really hard back in... After they were off Earache, that was, you know, they had their experimental phase with the Colin Richardson produced records. And I actually liked those a lot. That was, that was part of my formative years. But once they did the first Enemy of the Music Business EP, or no, no, that was the, that was the album. I'm sorry. The, um, the first Leaders Not Followers EP where it was all covers and they started working with Russ. Fuck, what's that guy's name? Russ Russell? Something like that. The same producer they've had for the last 20 plus years. It breathed a whole new life and they've just been going, 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 going. And the story goes, they put out Apex Predator Easy Meat in 2015, and they just toured their ass off on that and never stopped. Every time they wanted to go record something, they were like, well, this record's still sailing really well, so you got another opportunity to go out on the road. And they just fucking toured, toured, toured on that, man. And as we know, Mitch had some family stuff to take care of, so he couldn't tour with them. Uh, it's John Cook, who's been touring with them as their guitar player for a long time now. And they had to from what I understand, do this record in installments between tours just because that's the only amount of time they had, you know, like they had to do it in little chunks and then go right back out on the road. Finally able to finish it. Uh, Mitch came out, did his parts. From what I understand, it's 50% Mitch and then 50% Shane uh, on the guitars. And the first songs they put out, and they were even hinting, they, they've always been influenced by Killing Joke and Joy Division and all that kind of more out there experimental stuff. Sonic Youth, they also put out a Sonic Youth cover. And you can hear that in the Hatred Surge demo. It's if you've heard Scum, the the songs, those songs, but with more of that weird post-punky experimental noise rock edge. And so it's interesting to hear that influence come back on the forefront on a lot of these songs. That that one single they put out straight up sounded like Napalm Death cover and Killing Joke. And I was like, if this is the album we get just this i'm fine with that because this is them pushing the envelope go in another direction entirely i was prepared for that and then you get the album the first song it's classic napalm grind right off the fucking bat dude and i'm like okay i'll take this too and um to hear them weave in and out and do all this experimental stuff this late in their career it's no wonder they're still as relevant and potent as they are dude it's it's awesome oh yeah and that this last song dude uh, belly oh, Fulton, salt and spleen is horrifying in a completely in a different yeah. way, dude. You know what I mean? I like, mean, this one was really close to making my list. And I've, I've been a known non-fan of right. Napalm Death. But this might be 
I, I mean, this is the first Napalm Death album I've listened to in years, man. I've heard it quite a few times. I get I was pretty hooked on listening to it for a while, man. Like, fuck, dude, it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome, man. Again, to see them still doing this in their fifties now. I believe all the core members are in their fifties now. I think fucking good on them. Many more years to them. Shane continues to have a million bands, so much so that it's hard to keep up with. He just announced another one the other day that I can't remember the name What's of. What's he in now? I don't remember the name. There's too many. It's something that starts with a V. Um, oh, Venomous Concept? Well, no. it's a side project specifically of Venomous Concept because it's more of those guys, too. It's something else with a V. It like just got announced the other week. Uh, huh. Yeah, I know. I have to remember what it is. I'm going yeah, to listen to also He's also in Bent C with Dirk and Sventure. Yeah, yeah. He's got like three projects with Dirk. Blood from the Soul now, Bent C, and then there's one other that I can't remember the name of. Tronos, I think is what it is. And I haven't heard it, but it's his attempt at like progressive metal. He's also got Absolute Power with some of those other guys I mentioned. I swear to God, the guy's name is Russ Russell, I, but I'm pretty like, sure. He, yeah, yeah, Shane ain't fucking around, man. Yeah, like, Insidious Disease, like... Oh uh, yeah, yes, Venomous concept lock up. Insidious disease, brujeria, like, and there's some sort of brujeria fucking side project. Um, isn't insidious disease? Isn't that um, Silenaz from fucking mm-hmm. Dimu Borgir? Yep. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, that's that's see, that's another one. That I mean, that almost made my like. That's a really good album too. Yeah, man. Fucking, they, he's he just keeps it going. He's one of those guys that always. I did made not me know Shane have, was in it, man. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that always made well, me want to have a billion bands that are just like slightly different. Now I want to know who else is in Insidious Disease. Jesus Christ! I didn't recognize any of the other three people. Uh, I just uh, recognized Shane, but like, and and Silent Oz, yeah, right. Um. But yeah, man, fucking Napalm and all the related bands. I'll check out every single one. I'm trying to, but Danny's in something. I think it's Venomous Disease, or uh, excuse me, Venomous Concept. I fucking, I, mi- I mixed up two bands. That's easy to do when you have that many side projects, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, your number four. Dude, my number four is my style of fucking black metal. I don't really like a lot of the ambient black metal. I've never really gotten in. I've never really checked out the black gaze stuff, but after you showed me that one, that's that's going to be Svalbard. Yeah, and that's going to be a bit of an exception to the rule because there's other elements. I'm sure, there. but I kind of want to dive into that this year and see what I can find. But for the most part, I'm into not even so much the keyboard stuff. It doesn't have to be perfect fucking production. I'll I'll let shit slide. I, I just want some good fucking not not even old school, but it's just like I don't know what you call it. It's it's not one of these new. I call them boutique black metal bands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because they all have this weird like mix on them, right? So it's like ambient black metal, black gaze, black metal plus this, black metal plus that. This is just straight up black metal band, dude. They're a band called Necrophobic. The album is called Dawn of the Damned. Oh, and yeah, yeah, It is yeah. fucking awesome, dude. Um, it's not overly keyboardy, but it is fucking fast. It is dark. It is fucking melodic. It's everything I want from a black metal album. And band, and I mean, I know I'm a little bit late to the fucking party because I mean, these guys got quite a few albums, and I've listened to quite a few of them. The earlier stuff is definitely more necro, but not quite so bad. I mean, they have an album from '97, dude. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they have the one from. Oh, I think it's like more of like an EP from '96, but but I mean, they're a band in '93, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gunface always talks about these guys. He talked about this album a lot, and he always wears their shirt on uh, on his stream. So I keep meaning to check them out more. You know, and the, the 93 stuff just kind of sounds more like, kind of sounds like Deicide a little bit. 
you know, nothing too crazy. I mean, you know, you start getting into their later, you know, their later, their earlier, I'm sorry, their newer stuff. And it's just like, dude, there's so much. It's one of those things. It's just like, oh, I just discovered this new band and they have all this stuff. Right. <laughs> those, like, those are my favorite. It's like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I just hit the fucking mother load, you know, like, mm-hmm. so this was another one that I fucking saw people talking about quite a bit on fucking Twitter. Now, granted, there's a lot of stuff I've seen on there where I've listened to it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? But this is one of the ones where I listened to it. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad I saw that tweet or whatever. Because I probably wouldn't have known what this is. I I don't currently look for new black metal. Like, um, mm-hmm. I just don't. So usually if a, if a black metal band's going to hit me, it's probably going to have to fall into my lap somehow. Um, right. But this year I'm going to make a point to like, check out some more uh, newer black metal stuff, man. Like dive in a little bit and check out some of these newer bands, see what, the, see what it's all about. See what the genre is like now. Mm-hmm. I only know the genre from, you know, quite a few years ago. So, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you like black metal, do like, and, and you want just, just straight up fucking black metal, a la dark funeral, a la, yeah, like not quite as symphonic as like Demu Borgir or anything like that, but more like, um, you know, hate or miss Gorgoroth. But, but I mean, Dark Funeral and stuff like that, dude, like check out fucking Necrophobic, especially that. I mean, this album to me, like it's fuck. This is another one. It's like my, my fucking top five are basically all these albums that came out this year. I just have not stopped listening to when I do listen to stuff like they're the ones I'm kind of searching for in that 2020 playlist I have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm secretly rooting for it to play, nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> see number four for you i'm really curious to see what your fucking top four is man like are your okay. next four so i i kind of alluded to this early on because i was like i want to put a, i want to hold off as long as possible on doing our top 10 because i know there was one that's probably going to be high on my list and sure enough it is so in the final whatever couple few weeks of december it was finally announced that dan from tesseract's solo second solo album ruins was going to be uh finally released so i was like i need to hear i've so he has been on fucking he's been on twitch for over a year now and he and I, he had another album called castles and that was his first attempt at a solo career i didn't know this till recently those songs are actually from like years ago and they only just got released and i think it was last year or the year before and it's like a pop album he, he also wanted to be able to do pop stuff on the side and now he's developed so much more as a singer and a vocalist overall that he wanted to give it another stab and give those songs a little more treatment. But he also felt like he doesn't want to make that a pop thing anymore. So he took those same songs. He had Chimp Spanner, old school gen scene, like from way back. In the oh, day. yeah. Yeah. And uh, so him and him worked. Chimp Spanner worked on the music and rearranged everything. And Dan sung over it and breathed in new life. It's all the same lyrics, but the song titles are different. It's kind of like the antithesis thing. So the last album was Castles, and this one's Ruins. And I remember him being on Twitch, like, "What should we name this fucking album?" Like, like he he doesn't swear. He's a family guy. Blah blah blah. But he said, "What should we name the album?" And he was he said Ruins, and then he like had another alternate title that I was like, "Oh, that's good too." Oh, Fortress. He almost called it Fortress uh, because this stuff's like, pretty good, man. Yeah, man. So like, yeah, it's 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 not quite as progressive as tesseract obviously and the song structure is a lot more simplistic it's you know pretty closer to regular song length but it's catchy as hell dude it was really cool like he literally did all of his vocal stuff on twitch every second of that album he did on twitch for us all to see so we got to see all the alternate takes like that's the other thing it was a little more personal 
because like we got to actually watch him make the album step by step as much as I was able to watch anyways, but like he did every second for everybody to see. So we got to hear it all. Um, and he's in a, he's in another group called Zeta with, uh, with Chimp Spanner and Chimp Spanner's partner, Katie, who goes by Static Angel, who's an electronic music producer. Check out Zeta if you're into 80s music, by the way, because the, um, that's their like synth wave band, and it's really cool. Really? Uh, yeah, it's you, it's like if you like like the Blade Runner soundtrack and stuff like that. Well, now I have to check it, it out. Yeah, so anyways, so yeah, Chimp Spanner did all the music, Katie edited all the vocals, and Dan did all the singing, and also Dan started to play guitar. When they play live, they're gonna he's going to be playing guitar, and you actually get to, he's actually learning the songs on guitar on Twitch right now, leading up to his first festival performance. It's just catchy ass, well sung, fucking, I guess progressive metal. Like, it's just really good. It's alternative metal at the very least. He said the the artists he was channeling specifically were Deftones, Seven Dust, and um, Rammstein, and he probably said one other one, but those are the big ones he mentioned. And it's it's awesome, dude. And it's fun to A and B the uh, the old versions of the songs, the pop versions on Castles with the the metal versions in Ruins, but like these the metal versions are way better like it's just sick dude like so to see it finally come to light is awesome and there's one song that wasn't on the uh, original album that's on this new one and that's the first song they released called the gift and it's him duetting with matt heafy from trivium excuse me hey from trivium and it's so sick their voices work so well together dude and in less than a year tesseract is supposed to be playing with uh is opening the tour for uh trivium and I'm just like, I know that like Dan's not technically it's supposed to be Tesseract on the show or whatever, but like, dude, it's Matt and Dan in the same stage. Like, I would love to see them play that song somehow. It's so fucking good. So yeah, man, I'm glad that we waited. I'm glad I finally got to hear it. I, um, it's awesome. It's what there's one other album. In fact, I think it's the next one. No, it's two albums away. That's gonna have a similar story where you got to see it being made on Twitch, and then you got to finally hear it. And that's like hearing it all over again in a brand new way. Like it's, it's awesome, man. I'm stoked for him to finally have it out. I would hope we get to see it live in some form or another soon. Check it out. Daniel Tompkins ruins. Also obviously check out Tesseract, but also check out Zeta, his synthwave project. And now he's also got another one coming out from his adult contemporary group called white moth, black butterfly, fucking all the power to him. Go check him out on Twitch. He's awesome. He's got a great community. It's, it's sick, man. Whew. Anyways, what is your number three? <laughs> this stuff is like really cool. I also really like the stuff he did with Sky Harbor. Sky Harbor's sick too. He he does go through some. Um, uh, you know what else is funny? He does more screaming in his solo stuff now that he does with Tesseract. I never really figured him as much of a screamer, but I've only ever heard like a couple of Tesseract albums. Yeah, he's really not. That, I, but I think that was kind of the thing is he's never been like happy with his screams and now he finally is. So he's trying to showcase it more. Anyways, uh, your number three. My number three is a technical death metal masterpiece, dude. Eh, masterpiece might be a strong word. It's, I think they only have like three albums, but each one of them gets better to me. But it's Cytotoxin, Nuclear Earth. Seems like I listen to a lot of death metal that you don't listen to. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because I could say the same thing. Um, right, right. We both listen to two totally different types of death metal. For yeah, I the mean, most there's part. a lot of intersect, but yeah, but like, so yeah. I, I, I definitely heard the name plenty this year. It's just one I didn't get to. Fuck, dude. I mean, it's technical as fuck. I would probably say for their stuff, I think this one might be, you know, I don't know if I really weighed into it as much as I probably should have 
maybe I'll save that for a possible cytotoxin episode, but I almost want to say this one leans more towards the technical side and a little less brutal. You know, they've never been, they've been one of those really like kind of right down the middle, man, tech, you know, brutal technical death metal. Like, I mean, that's, they're kind of that. They, they walk that line pretty, pretty good. Really taking parts, fairly brutal in other parts, but they're not like real heavy on the brutal side. They are really heavy on the tech side, dude. Like, but not to the point of like, uh, like none of the songs don't make sense. They don't repeat any parts. I mean, they, no, they, they absolutely write songs too. Um, one of the things I love about them as far as like, you know, given their technical death metal band is that their guitars still sound cool. Ah, yeah, that, that could be a thing. A lot of times, man, those guitars, they get too clean, dude. Mm-hmm. You record them too clean, you take out too much gain, and all of a sudden it just sounds kind of weird. Like, right. So these guys are more like, um, like their guitars, it, it's more along the lines of like something like Rings of Saturn or even, but not so much. It's not, it's not quite like, um, even Rivers of Nile or Obscure or anything like that, where there's not that much gain in those guys' guitars, you know? So yeah, it's, it's definitely heavier as far as like just straight heaviness on that. But, oh man, fucking Russian technical brutal death metal. Like, fuck, dude. Can't fuck with that, A lot of good shit right? coming I mean, out of Russia, man. Yeah, dude, Catalepsy just... Wait, are they from Russia? Maybe. I can't, I can't remember if they're the Russian one. Because there's, 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 another, cat, there's another Catalepsy. Yeah, catalepsy with the K. They just because they just put out a new album this year too. It's it's fucking awesome. Fucking just it's just fucking slam city, dude. Like it's great. Yeah, check out fucking cytotoxin. I mean, especially if you like fucking death metal. Even if you're not necessarily a tech person, it's not that techy to the point where you're gonna be like, fucking, I don't want to listen to this. But yeah, I mean, it might be something you fucking dig. So check it out i just wanted to give those guys some love and it really it legit is my number three like i the, the second this came out i made it our band of the, our album of the week like i i was waiting for this album to come out for a long time dude like and um they did not disappoint at all what right. is your number three so it's funny the more you say this i'm conjuring what might be the album art in my head vincent from the acacia strain He'll like one of the things you can do to redeem points on your or points while you're doing Twitch is you can ask for him to recommend you an album. So I have this little every time he does, uh, I save it if it's something I've never heard before. As as a, every time I try to reward something or catch in that reward, he's like, "Man, I feel like you know everything." So I'll take that crown. <laughs> but no, he's wrong. Like every time, you know, every once in a while, he'll throw something up that I'm just like, "Ah, I should check that out." And I think that's actually one of them. I feel like I remember him saying that name a lot. <laughs> Having said all of that, dude, my number three is the Acacia Strain with Slow Decay. Nice. Like, Man, it's we, almost made my fucking list, dude. It was so close. Yeah, so like a number of things about this album. Uh, we talked about, hey, we're going re- to have a redux. I want to do this every once in a while where we revisit episodes if more stuff comes out by a band. Um, because like between the last two fucking releases that they kind of surprised us with, I could redo my entire top five for the Acacia Strain, dude. Um, I think quite a bit might change on mine. Yeah, like... But I also think that maybe that can be held off for quite a while since they, we have so many bands. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah in, I'm just saying in, in general. No, in the meantime, yeah, we could do what we're going to be um, unleashing upon people this year called Genre Essentials. Mm-hmm. And then we could really just talk about that album. Yeah, for sure. Um so the crazy thing being, man, uh, I like how they did this. They, they did this in a very interesting way where it was two songs at a time. 
Each one was a mini EP. Uh, the first one was, I actually don't, they didn't do it in order on purpose. So nobody would realize what it was spelling, but eventually it was what two songs were D two songs were E two songs were C until you got to decay. And then the only two you didn't hear, uh, that weren't on one of those little EP things was the last two songs. And so you got to familiarize yourself with two songs at a time from the album every time they put out a new one so that by the time you heard it, you were already familiar with most of it. Uh, it's awesome. The guest spots they had are awesome. They have the one oh, song. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, the one song they have with Courtney from Spirit Box, which Spirit Box is blowing up. I can't wait for that debut album. Um, who else did they have? They had the vocalist for Mortality Rate. Awesome metallic hardcore band from Calgary. Didn't Go they have the dude from Left to Suffer? Uh, I think it's Left Behind, right? Or left behind, yeah, 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 and then uh, they had Aaron right. From Is that Jesus the guy? Piece. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's it's or just no, funny. I'm thinking, I might be thinking of Aaron from Jesus Peace. Yeah, yeah, on um one of the earlier songs, right? Like, um, damn, dude. Uh, just, oh wait, who's who's Zach Hatfield? I believe that's the left behind guy. Oh, okay. That's my favorite song on the record, and it spoilers that might be my new favorite Acacia Strain song. And when I heard where the fucking title came from. Uh, he explained what it meant and that was when he explained something about driving through California when it was on fire and breathing in the air and like that weird feeling you get when you smell that and I was like well it's funny you mentioned I breathed in the smoke deeply it tasted like death and I smiled yeah that's a fucking sick name for a fucking and he's all like oh and California's on fire right now isn't it I'm like yep so that was fun. Oh yeah. Um, but just all the little things. It's it's not a concept album, but like the overall concept, the loose concept is like Earth being sucked into a black hole and like slowly decaying to the point where we don't even notice it till it's too late. So apparently that's what that sound on the beginning of the album is on the first track, is there's it's the actual sound of a black hole as you're going in. And that's fucking sick. That's that's classic Acacia strain, dude. I love it. Um yeah, get get into it a lot more, but like it's my new favorite Acacia Strain album. I think this is definitely the best lineup they've ever had. Uh it's been a lot of fun, you know, talking to Vincent and the other people every day on Twitch. And now Devin streams too, and he's awesome. And there's a little community there. Shout out to the SPK, especially shout out to the Bald Bros. There are a lot of us uh with follicle challenges, and so we're the bald bros. Um, it's awesome, man. This, this, this might be my band of the year just because of like, it's, it's like personal shit to me now, like the time that I've spent with all these people. And so to have, you know, a soundtrack to go with it, the day that Vincent streamed, he just played, uh, excuse me, the day that the release, the album came out, Vincent streamed it. And it was like a listening party where he just put it on repeat and talked about what the songs meant and all the little things that went into it. And he asked if I can't remember which fucking song it is. But it's the it's the the one with a, a woman's voice at the beginning saying something, and he asked if anybody could recognize what it was, and I got it immediately, and he was stoked. So I will take that crown. Thank you very much. I can't remember what the damn name of the song is, but that's okay because now you got to figure it out too. Yeah, I fucking can't remember. Um, it's the one with Jess Nix, right? I think so. The Lucid Dream, right? Possibly. I know there's like another one with another voice on there, but um. I'll just say that it's a show that you and I talked about a lot when it was in its glory period. I'll, I'll say that much. So, well, now I'm trying to find the fucking song. Yeah. 
like it starts off with someone talking. It's it's a quote from this television program. Let Let's me see. Hold on, found quick. Is it Westworld? Yep. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Maeve or whatever her name was. Yeah. Yeah. Before. Before it got really weird. That was a bummer. I really. I still haven't show. bothered. Don't, don't, don't. Did you only watch the first season? Yeah. 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 Keep it that way. You're you're better off than I am, man. <laughs> yeah. The second season was bad. The third season's insanely bad. I didn't finish it. I heard it only got worse. Let's see number two. Dude, Dan Seagrave on the fucking art, man. It is skeletal remains. The entombment of chaos. That was this year or yep. past year, even. Holy shit, man. Yep. I mean, fuck, dude. These guys have become one of my favorite death metal bands ever. They're fucking the, making a name for them. Dude, man. the reason why is because they've got a, a bit of an organic sound mixed with a little bit of a fucking modern sound. So it's almost the perfect mix mm-hmm. of beefy, killer-sounding guitars, drums that are triggered enough to cut through, but they're not super fucking triggered. Nothing's ultra-compressed, but nothing's also completely fucking loose and muddy. But dude, they're fucking vocalists, man. He's fucking David Vincent. He's fucking Chuck. And he's John Tardy. Like, he, he's a little bit of all three of them. Right. He might just be, to me, the perfect death metal singer. Interesting. You know, like, I mean, had I known who this band was, my list might have been different mm. for death metal vocals. Right. This dude is fucking awesome, dude. I fucking love it so much, dude. Like, and it's weird, too, because I never, I've never even fucking heard of this band, dude, until this year. They had a bit of a buzz going before. That's why I'm like, fuck, dude, that was that was last year. Because, I, I mean, I, they've got two albums that are remastered. And, I mean, I think they're both, I think 2012 was when they started. I could see that. Something like that. Or they formed in 2011, but their first album was 2012 or something like that. Dude, like, I've never even heard of this band. The whole reason I heard of this band was because they opened up for Hatebreed. Yeah. I remember and, that, and, yeah. and Jamie talked about they were on a tour with, I think it was like these guys on Power Trip or something. Oh yeah, they're they're part of that whole wave of bands for sure. And I was like, dude, Hatebreed with fucking Power Trip and Skeletal Remains, like to me, like forget about it. I, I I'm not even coming out of Mosh Retirement. No, what I was gonna say was like, I'm not coming out of Mosh Retirement because I wasn't even a fucking Mosher, dude. But like, I'm just gonna be starting very late in my fucking career because, goddamn it, dude, Skeletal Remains, Power Trip, and Hatebreed, like I'm hitting somebody. I mean, I'm not starting a fight. I'm I'm gonna hit somebody, dude. Like, f- fucking forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like I like it's at the point where it's like, have you ever fucking just like discovered a band? And you're just like kind of pissed because you found them out so late. Yeah, plenty of times. Like that's how I feel about it. I just, it's it's just like fuck, dude. They're so fucking cool, dude. Like I fucking just can't even fucking get over it. It's because I mean, dude. Yeah, this made album of the year for me. Second album. I mean, all of their shit is the shit to me. It's, oh man, I fucking love it. I can't wait till we could do an episode on them, but they're not, hopefully, knock on wood, they're not even close to being done. Fucking A. Oh man, I need to listen to that. I I thought that was so much longer ago. There Again, there's just so much stuff that I guess I forgot that was even a thing. Do you remember? Oh yeah, dude, you can't listen to all the music, dude. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sakes. Do you remember there's what no uh, label they're on? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I feel like it's prosthetic, but yeah, I don't know. Good on him, man. I just, yeah. Uh, I'm not fucking looking at it. Well, 
I guess it doesn't really say on Spotify. That just seemed like an easier way to do it. <laughs> it should right on the bottom, right? Or not? Maybe not if you're looking on laptop. Uh, all righty. Number see. two. So we are to your number two. So when I start finally getting into Twitch, uh, I noticed that Gunface from the Red Corps is is on Twitch. I decide I'm gonna try to check out one of his streams one of these days. I notice him playing guitar, and he's sitting there tracking something. I don't know what this is, but it sounds awesome. I, I was like, what? And then he reveals later it's for a project that's going to be announced. But this all sounds really cool. And it's, it's warts and all. It's just like Dan. He's, he's showing you. He's like, he's, he's messing up, starting over. This is before I even start talking. Uh, I'm a moderator of his now. Everybody go join up with the fun with the weirdo crew over at Gunface's Twitch. He goes by Knighted Throne now, which is his label. Uh, and I guess kind of his moniker on that on that tip too anyways so yeah one day all of a sudden out of the blue this new project gets announced called umbra vitae and it's a death metal band with him man, how did i not guess this for you damn it oh man i was stoked because dude, yeah, this, I, I can't believe this didn't make my list dude it's i, I really weird. should be kicking myself in the fucking nuts right now i i can't even believe this didn't make my fucking list Oh man, and there it was. I wrote it down. Way, so yeah, yeah. I it's awesome, man. Like it's I the elevator pitch is kind of it's red cord with Jacob Bannon from Converge on vocals, but it's really not just that. It's 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 got its own flavor, man. So Gunface tracked all his stuff, and Greg, who's also the bass player from the Red Cord, and like they got like five bands together, probably more. But yeah, they recorded all their stuff, and then uh, Kurt from Converge did all the other stuff. And I guess the deal is, so Jacob Bannon from Converge has a, what was a solo project called Wear Your Wounds, and it's more kind of like ethereal, space rocky kind of stuff. Uh, and eventually that became a band just because the, the band that he put together to play the live shows had such good chemistry together that they decided they were just going to do something with it. And part of uh, the other guys in the band, some of them are Gunface and Sean. Uh, oh, see, yeah. Don't forget Sean Martin, ex yeah, Hate Breed. Yeah, formerly of Hate Breed, who's also in Twitching Tongues. And apparently they would just kind of write there. They would goof around and jam these like death metal songs uh, while they were at rehearsal for Wear Your Wounds. And they decided, hey, we're going to make a project out of that. So they get Greg. On oh, um, the dude from Job for Cowboy. Yeah, John Rice. He's John in a Rice, billion yeah. bands. He's, yeah. uh, his current other thing is Uncle Acid and the Dead Beach, which is cool. It's just what a wildly different style of metal that is from everything else he's done. He's filled in for Job for a Cowboy. Filled in for the Red Chord. He filled in for... Uh, he was on Austrian Death Machines first tours or live performances, if you want to even call them that. They didn't really tour. 1349. He filled in for fucking 1349, dude. He filled in for Behemoth. Like, like this guy's been around the world and back, and they couldn't have picked a better drummer for this, I don't think, dude. Um, what a chemistry. That That's Converge's whole thing, is that they're not a straight-up metal band, They but they have metal leanings. And Jacob went wanted to do a metal band. And that's what he got, man. And his whole thing is like his vocal style was always close enough to like death metal to where he didn't feel like he needed to change anything. So to do the proper growls, you got Gunface, who's always had a sick growl. And then Sean, like who did these cool backup growls for Hatebreed, but never got to do them on record or anything. And so you get to finally hear that. And it's so sick, dude. Each song kind of has its own flavor compared to one another. Like the last three songs sound almost nothing like one another. Like it's awesome, dude. You can go on Spotify and it's like, here's all the bands that influenced us. And you'd be like, Oh man, 
They got a little of everything from you know cryptopsy to uh, you know obituary, immolation, and all these other you know suffocation and all these other bands. It's like okay, the ones I already don't know, I'm checking these other ones out, like Demolic or Demolish, however you say that. I'd yeah. always seen that logo, and I was like, I've never actually listened to this, and I was like, oh, this is right up my alley, dude. Ridiculous. I love it. Um, so it's like a little death metal melting pot, you know, like. The, the first proper song is kind of like a blackened death metal song. The second to last one's like kind of a morbid angely one with a little bit of hardcore. As it's so good. I can't just, I can't, I'm seriously, like, I'm mad that I. Ugh. It's that thing, dude. There's so much stuff this year, you know, like it's, it's an embarrassment of riches. It's, I, I don't blame you at all. It's, it's hard to keep track. It's just funny because that, that first song they put out, Return to Zero. I was like, that's the one I remember the most because he kept having to redo it, dude. He kept, having to, <laughs> he kept having to start over again. But like, it's also it, that, that first thing sticks out in your head a lot because it's such a gnarly, weird riff thing. Um, it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm stoked. Apparently, because, you know, Converge is like more of a part-time thing now and because, you know, the Red Court hasn't really done much in years. Apparently, this is going to be like the main thing moving forward or a main thing if you will, for uh, Gunface and Jacob. So I'm fucking stoked on that, dude. I'll be there front row for that show, dude. So, um, And I still have to check out, again, Blood from the Soul, which if you don't know, Blood from the Soul was a project that Shane, again, Shane Embry from Napalm Death, and it was Lou Kohler from Sick of It All at first, wanted to do a band that was like nothing like either of their bands. So they did an industrial metal project, and it was cool. And now Shane's resurrected that, and it's him on bass, it's the dude from Nazim on guitar. It's Dirk from Megadeth and like a trillion other bands on drums. And then Jake from Converge on vocals. And it's not the same, but it's really cool. And I still have to listen to that. I haven't had a chance to listen to that whole thing yet. Just because again, it came out later in the year and there was just so much else going around that I was like, fuck, I completely forgot about that. But yeah, man, it's been a hell of a year for all those guys. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, Umbra Vitae. I can't wait for more. I, I love that they're a death metal band, but they have their own approach to it and they have like their own aesthetic. Like if you look at that cover art and that logo, it reminds me of like a Swedish suspense psychological thriller from the 70s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rather than... It reminds me of like the fucking early 2000s when like every fucking movie credits like opened up with like synapses. Yeah, yeah. Or synapses or whatever. Like that's right. what it reminds me of. Yeah, man. <laughs> like like it, it's cool. They put their own stamp on it. Um, yeah, very fucking cool. What comes next, man? On that I, note, number sorry, one. I'm just, I'm still, dude. Just hold on. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kick myself like five more fucking times. Dude, like this is just ridiculous that I didn't fucking have that on there. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I listened to that one a lot too. Because when I first heard that, it was, I heard it's fucking Jacob Bannon with fucking. It just said fucking members of Red Cord and Job for a Cowboy doing a death metal band, and I was like. Well, that's what it was. It said members of Converge, the Red Cord, and Job for a Cowboy are doing are make a, make a death metal band, and I was like, oh my god, like I have to hear this right now, and I did, I, and I was just like, oh my god, dude, like this is so fucking cool, you know? Yeah. Can't wait to see what happens when they're finally allowed to start touring and stuff, man. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Like, oh, I, I swear to God, dude, they come to San Diego or like Orange County, I'm there, dude, like for sure. Absolutely, good times ahead. Now it is time. Number one. What? My number one. I don't know if you've ever heard this stuff. I'm curious. 
This one is another one where it's, I mean, there's a lot going on, dude. It's, it's similar to Brave the Cold, except instead of the grind element, I guess, holding it all together, there's a bit of a, I don't know. See, they used to be, fuck, this used to be a black metal. Well, they used to be called a black metal band. I don't know if they've ever been a black metal band, dude. Like, I, I, I don't quite, I've never seen it like that. I've always kind of saw them as just, if there was ever a band, okay, I'm going back through the thing. They are a lot older than I fucking thought. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So, so was it like have, first wave black metal where it was like Venom and all that? Not shit? first wave, but they may have started as a black metal band. But I mean, I've always thought if there was ever a band that basically defined extreme metal, mm, okay. like that exact moniker, because... Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I've always known them as a black metal band, but they always were a weird black metal band. So I've always kind of thought, like, if there was ever a band that deserved the fucking title of extreme metal, it's these guys. There's two Uh, bands that are popping up in my mind right now, and now I'm curious if it's either one. Okay, say both. Imperial Triumphant. Can't stand that fucking album. I can't believe people have that shit in their list. I, that's I, I like it a lot. I, Dude, I'm surprised God, as I, much. I, well, I'm surprised conversely that as many people like it as they do. Like, oh I can't my, All right, I can't fucking deal with it. So the other one is I don't know how to pronounce it, but it starts with a G. It's like Guerra or Guerra or whatever. Oh no, but that's a good album. I never see that. I didn't click with that like a lot of really? people seem to have. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. think it's the shit, you know. But I mean, it's a good album. No, okay, mine wait, is and that Anathrak. Okay, okay. Well, is that's that what you were gonna say? No, because I remember that Arancy Pazuzzi band or whatever came out with a thing this year. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, ah man, I've only and heard that track. Yeah, the the album in Darkenment. Oh fuck. It, dude, it's everything from fucking black metal screams to death growls to fucking hardcore yells to fucking straight up King Diamond vocals, dude. Like, I, I mean, I'm not kidding you. They they have literally everything on this fucking album. Yeah, I need to give that a proper listen. I, I've only heard the one song, but I've always liked them. Again, another band that Shane Embry had involvement in at some point or another. Really? Yep. Uh, live bass at the very least. I don't know about anything else, but he did do live stuff. Probably some guest stuff on recordings, if nothing else, too. I mean, dude, there's there's some stuff on here, man. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's. I mean, there's straight up power metal vocals on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like it's it it really is like. Well, let's take every genre and make it fucking work. And they're not overly long songs, and they're not incredibly short either. And there's like a shitload of them. There's mm-hmm. ten fucking songs on here. Right. It, it's it's pretty much fucking a normal length album mm-hmm. with. 10 fucking songs on there. Like, I mean, I think the longest song is like not even five. It's, it's five and a half minutes. And I think that's probably the outro. Mm, intriguing. But it's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, one second they're doing this crazy black metal shit. And then all of a sudden they're on this power metal tip and you're just like, Whoa, what the fuck? It's nuts, dude. It's so fucking cool, dude. And like the album sounds great. The production is awesome. It's exactly what you said. It's extreme metal across the board where it's like a sampler platter, but like a really well-presented sampler platter. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like the most intense thing at the sa- at the same time as being like something you could hand to somebody and being like, here you go, here's the deep end, and you'd actually if, if, be able to swim. You know? Yeah, if the sampler platter could ever be a meal, yeah, this, yeah. this is it. Like this is it. It it's, it blew my fucking. There hasn't been a whole lot of albums in the last fucking twenty years that have really just straight just blown my mind. 
I mean, that's just a product of being older. Right. This shit just, I mean, it knocked me in the dirt, dude. I couldn't fucking believe what I was listening. I was like, holy fuck. Like, this shit is so fucking cool. And I think that's one thing that kind of got me this year, you know, this, this past year was there was a lot of this stuff that was really just fucking kicking my ass. And, and it's not because I don't think it's just because it's that much better than other stuff. I think a lot of it was because I think I did get kind of stuck listening to the same five different types of things. Right. For sure. And I started really kind of opening up and listening to other things. And it's like, and kind of getting away from things that I used to really love that I just, I keep trying and I just don't like it. Like a lot of it anymore. Like a lot of melodic death metal. Interesting. You know, like I tried listening to like the new God dethroned album and I was falling asleep. I was like, fucking dude, like what the fuck? There's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, it's like, you know, or even that old, you know, the old, like, um, the old kill switch engage style. Right, that that mid two thousands wave of metalcore. Yeah, that yeah. style. Now I can go back and listen to those particular albums, but if someone comes out now and they have that same fucking kind of style, it's 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 just like uh, it's it's oh, not yeah. really doing it for me. But I keep trying, and so it's like you know what? I've got to quit trying and just yeah. listen to some fucking newer shit. But listen to some different types of newer stuff. I always listen to new shit, but I need different types of new shit and then that's what i did last year and i mean it really opened my eyes and just really just kind of blew my mind to a lot of fucking things but not like this this yeah. shit i would say probably this and brave the cold dude two two things i've never fucking i mean i've never won well, that that fucking goddamn band that you said at the very start i've never heard shit like this like i've never heard shit like that before like it, i was just like holy fuck dude and i've listened to it now nathrek and it's like I think I think with this album in particular is like I don't I don't really I don't remember liking the production on the last one. Mm, okay. I guess in parts the the last one I think the parts it reminded me it was either the last one or one before it kind of reminded me too much of a kind of like of an industrial sound. Right. Yeah. I think that's been a pretty key component Where for a while. This one has a more like at times they've had a really cold industrial type sound to the point where like the distortion on it sounds almost like static. Mm, right. where this one's got more of a rounder sound um a more a more even fucking sound and, and the thing that really got me was like the different styles of vocals because i mean he's, he's does different screams and shit but i don't recall ever hearing it maybe i got to dive deeper in some of these older albums um and revisit some of the ones that I, that I am familiar with i don't remember them doing power metal vocals and definitely not king diamond vocals right right like that's yeah. two totally different things. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Holy shit!" And I mean, it could be a guest po- a guest person, but they're not listed. I, you know, and I've never really looked it up on Wikipedia. But I mean, even if it is a guest, it's like the fact that you had this person come in and do this on this fucking part. I don't like to use that fucking word a lot, but I mean, it's pretty much genius to me. It's musical genius. Yeah, man, they they're really doing their own thing, and it's funny, like you you make up. Um, it, from what I understand, it is two people officially. It's Mick Kenny doing all the instrumentation. I don't know about maybe some vocals. And then the other guy yeah. is, it's either Dave Hunt or Dave Ingram, uh, who used to be in Benediction. It's funny because they're both named Dave, and uh, one is one and the other is the other. The, the old Dave is back in Benediction, so this Dave is the other Dave, and I don't remember which is which. But And, you know, Benediction's a pretty meat and potatoes, old school death metal band in the truest sense that they were actually from the old school. 
So it's just interesting to try yeah, to speaking think. Of, they put out a good album this year. Oh, dude. I well, Yeah, man. I, I need to speak on that. I love that new... As far as actual honest to God bands that were from that time and just doing very meat and potatoes, not technical, not brutal, not fucking just solid old death metal. I fucking love that album, man. Highly recommended. But yeah, I've got one like that. I speak on in a minute. Yeah. But like, so, so I'm curious as to if that's the guy doing all the different voices or if it's just like one centralized voice i'd have to imagine it's him i don't know what else it would be like like everything said. i'm looking at on wikipedia they don't have the newest one fucking listed as far as like oh you know what i can look up though um as far as like any info it's just listed there's no link for it right. but all their other stuff man i mean it's just the two guys and then they do have some guests here and there but nothing major mick kenny and dave hunt dave hunt that's the okay so the other one's dave ingram okay Alrighty. I mean, just while we're here, let me have a look at one thing real quick. Because I don't know how to spell the second one. I just remember that it's anal with an extra A right in the middle. <laughs> see, the, yeah, you're not search, wrong. Yeah, the search engine's really stringent, so I need to be very that's, specific. Yeah, that's how you know it's good, man. Yep. All right, they added see. an extra A to it. Oh, they're on Metal Blade, too. Huh. Oh, let's see. Guest musicians. All the guest musicians are guitarists. So, and then did you ever know what, I mean, I guess I'll probably save that for an episode. Oh, let's see. All the guests are guitar players. All the guests are guitar players. The lead on track 10 is some guy named G rash who the only other thing he's listed for is get guest work on other and now the Thrack albums and something called psychophobia, also a guest solo. So that's interesting. Huh. And maybe these are just like sit or names for people who don't want to be revealed or something. The other guy's named Corpse Dick. On uh, oh, it's excuse me, it's guitars and keyboards on track eight, and then guitars on track six or six is Jason Sukoff, who you know. Oh yeah, uh, crotch duster, huh? So yeah, all the instruments farm. and songwriting go to Mick Kenny, and then the dude, Dave Hunt. All the vocals and lyrics and print. Wow. All right. So I gotta I'm gonna have to think about that next time I listen to them, man. That's intense. Dude, it's so good. But what is your number one? All right. So just I'm gonna get this out of the way. This is where I gush for about misery signals for a while. Straight up. I've been waiting for a new misery signals album since the last one in twenty thirteen. Obviously a lot of stuff happened with them between then and then, which we'll get into on a misery signals album. This is the first album back with Jesse. First one since um, since Malice, 16 years before, dude. Um, dude, if I would have known that they put out a fucking album this year, I wouldn't even have fucking had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, dude. How did I, I not know? I, I've never even heard of this. Oh, man. It, well, it's, it's, the last couple have been um, self-released. They're, they're sans at least in North America, even maybe just America, they might have Canadian distribution because they're technically signed to basic just for the, uh, at least UK. I don't know about European side of things. Holy fuck. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. It's only nine songs. I think that's a perfect length to tell the truth. I guess they have four to five songs that didn't make the album. So I can't wait to see what they do with those. This one is very much from what I understand because malice is such an intense and mourning album about death and trying to find meaning in all the death specifically of Jesse's two ex band members from compromise this one, he wanted to come in and actually make like a positive record. Cause he's like not that angry guy anymore. 
And it really comes across. This was the fucking record I needed to get me through this year straight up, dude, because it is a positive record. Had they, you know, they didn't know. It took them years to make this. They had to do it bits at a time because they're all busy guys. And two of them are in Portland. One's in Idaho. One's in Vancouver. And one's in um, Edmonton now. They're all spread across North America. So they had to do it a little bit at a time. But I'm glad they finally got it. They put it out all by themselves. Um, the first three songs have videos. I like them all. This is Jesse's first time experimenting with clean vocals. And I think he knocked it out the fucking park. The guest vocal dudes are... One's Devin Townsend, which... I said if Devin Townsend was involved in another Misery Signals record, as long as I lived, I'd be fucking stoked. And even though it was just him recording the clean vocals and doing a couple guest spots, that's more than enough for me, dude. I'm stoked. Especially Devin Townsend's parts on Old Ghosts. Dude. Oh, my God. This whole fucking album front to back. And because we had time to sit with those first three songs, I thought those were going to be the ones for sure. Uh, and then Old Ghosts, dude. That That's my song of the year. Like, I wasn't expecting that shit at all, dude. It's right in the middle of the album, track number five. And I wanted, I, I, I know who this guy is now. The other, it's, it's Jesse singing, but it's also this other guy. He like put a bunch of his local Edmonton buddy local bands on this album, like the vocalists and stuff. So I think that's cool of him to put his local metal dudes on the map like that. And then it's, so it's Jesse, this local guy of his, and then Devin Townsend doing his awesome Devin Townsend scream, but also doing that, ah, like, like pitched scream sing thing in in the background and the whole thing is just it takes you by the heart and fucking lifts you you know what i mean like, do the melodic guitar part and like this little bridge chorus thing is like oh that's so fucking good it's awesome and, and so i knew and I, I already liked the last four songs off the bat but i knew it was going to take some time and i was going to like them even more i i actually thought this came out in like may it's, it's only been out since august that that surprised the hell out of me dude um but once i finally had like like those last two songs um cascade locks and i can't remember the name of the last one dude but like fuck oh it's so good dude so also on that tip the i talked about the live stream concerts earlier and uh, i didn't get i wasn't able to get to a lot of them because a lot of them were pretty expensive um but i was like there's no way in hell I'm missing the misery signals one because they had to cancel all the dates. The date for it was the darkest hour and misery signals two are scheduled here for April. COVID's a thing. April gets turned to de- to December brick by brick. And then, yeah, that gets, was su- the one in April was supposed to be like the day after my bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like we huh? were going to do the bachelor party one day and then we were all going to go to that fucking concert the next day. Yeah, and then it got moved to December, and then they had to cancel the whole thing because obviously nothing's happening. Yeah. So to make up for that, uh, they announced they were going to do a, a joint Misery Signals Darkest Hour stream. Um, and everybody's like, how is this going to work? And so what they did apparently was they, they just got in a dark room and like to the point where you could just kind of see the silhouettes from like lights or whatever of each member and film them individually. So... Kyle, the bassist, and um, Brandon, or is it Brandon? Yeah, okay, Brandon, uh, the drummer, both live in Portland together. So they drove out to Ryan, the guitar player's house, and they just filmed all their segments there. Then they shot it over to Stu, the other guitar player in Vancouver. He did his thing. And then um, they shot all that over to Jesse in Edmonton. And like they put little visuals with it and all that, and it was just so fucking good, dude. 
I flat out was tearing up the entire time. I was a goddamn waterfall, dude. Like it was, it got me, dude. Like, like just thinking about how fucking weird this whole year has been, you know what I mean? And that was kind of the cap off on it kind of going, okay. Oh yeah. I, we're going to make this through one way or another. It's going to be fine. But the other thing about this album is you don't hear this a lot from this style. Like they're, the guitars are in C sharp. And so what they did was they said, screw it. And I think they said, this is what they were going to do live was they just kept the guitars in C sharp. So all those old songs were also in C sharp and it was like hearing them again for the first time and hearing it in a whole new light. And I was like, shit, I think I like this even better than the old versions. And everybody in the chat, cause like there was a chat that went with it. Everybody in the chat's just like, dude, I can't believe how good this sounds. Like it was the audio quality was insane, dude. And everybody, I was wondering, I was like, man, how's these Jesse clean vocals going to sound? And he nailed it. And then they surprised everybody. So then the darkest half hour, it turns out it was just the one they did earlier in the year, but not a lot of people watched it is what they were saying. So coupling it with the misery signals one, this actually got a whole new set of eyes. Uh, and the darkest hour one was really cool too. Uh, but they, hmm. then they surprised everybody and said, okay, we're going to do a, a Zoom after party. So everybody log in with Zoom and, uh, and you can come and chat with the band. And I was like, what? So, That's um, cool. yeah. So as opposed to us, where like the most people we have on here is like maybe four, there was like hundreds of people <laughs> in this thing. And because doc Coyle was one of the guys that, uh, was on the darkest hour one, he was sitting there like talking with everybody and he was playing guitar while doing it because of course, which is awesome. And so we got a little more insight. It was all the members, all the members. Yeah. It was all the members of darkest hour and uh, misery signals talking with people. Um, sick dude. And we got a little more insight on, on different things. And it was, it was fucking Yeah. You could do a lot of cool extra things streaming. Yeah. Um, and you could do that. You could do that stuff live. It's just a massive pain in the ass and it's not exactly safe. Yeah, exactly. And this way it is. And you know, you could do a lot of things like that. And I think that's pretty fucking sweet that they did that. Yeah. And there was like one of those things, uh, they had a two day window that you could watch this. So I watched it as many fucking times as I could before that was up. Nice. Um, and I loved it, man. And because of the way they had to piecemeal this record, even pre- before COVID, they tracked the uh, drums with Matt Bayless in Seattle. Who's done drums on, uh, all, like all the botch records, I think he did some of the ISIS records back in the day. He did the drums on the first, or no, he didn't do the drums. He did all the stuff on the first like three Mastodon albums. He he did some engineering on a Soundgarden record. Like, dudes, I've always loved his drum sound. So when I heard he was the dude doing drums on this record, I was like, oh fuck yes. Hmm. The guitars and bass, I can't remember this guy, but he was really good, and he's based out of Vancouver. Um, I wish I had more. The, the credits for this fucking album are huge just because they had to piecemeal everything and there's so many guests. Um, but shout out to that guy. And then Devin Townsend did the, he recorded the clean singing for Jesse. But then uh, Greg, who's the old guitar player of Misery Signals now, uh, and he's also in End, did the, the screams and he mixed the whole thing with his studio partner, um, Chris, I believe is his name. So shout out to all those guys. It's awesome that they were able to, it took forever, but it's awesome that they were able to put the album together like that. And I can't wait for those other songs that didn't make the album. Um, prepare oh, yeah, for more cool. gushing on a future misery, future misery signals fucking episode, dude. And if you're like me, you have like a million runner up ones. And I'm just like, fuck man. 
There's just yeah. plain and simply too much music. Yeah, God, we're definitely you know I mean? not getting into yeah. a lot of that, dude. Like, because nah, nah. I mean, we could sit and name albums forever. Yeah. There's too much good stuff, dude. Yep. What I will say, though, is thanks for making 2020 pretty fucking cool. I mean, as good as we could get it. Yeah, pretty much. Looking forward to bringing you guys some, uh, not just more shit, but trying to be more regular about it and also bring you guys some new shit. So yep. uh, we appreciate all the listens and whatnot. Absolutely. Thank you very much, folks, for joining us in this journey, talking to us. We've enjoyed talking to you. You know, giving us some feedback, giving us your lists, um, saying nice things in general. We've appreciated it all. Thank you. Hoping for more in 2021. I'm surprised at how many people will actually throw down a list on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely, man. It seems to be where we get like a a lot of uh, engagement. Yeah, absolutely. It's surprising because I I don't even like it. I barely use it. The only reason I have it still is because we have a page there. Yep. Same, 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 same. (laughs) So, hey, man, thank you. For uh, acknowledging that we exist, yep, absolutely. <laughs> on, on that, Facebook, yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks to everybody oh, who man. even gives a, you know listens to us for a second. We appreciate all of you. We'll talk to you again real soon. We got a lot oh, of stuff yeah. coming up for this year. Uh, we've already got a couple episodes in the works. One being edited, one being discussed. We'll, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So, not to mention, man. There's, I mean, I saw kind of like a preview of some of the albums that are slated to come out this year. Mm, yeah, and pretty excited. Oh yeah, man. This is going to be a big year for a lot of heavy hitters for sure. Um, oh, see, and I, I think because of last year, I think it, it's going to be. You know, I think there are going to be some bands that probably weren't planning on putting stuff out this year. Right. That probably are. I foresee a lot of uh, surprise albums or albums being bumped up just because we're still not out of the woods yet with all this stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> things are still a little unpredictable at the moment, so to speak. At the very Yeah, least. if you're in, dude, if you're into metal and you want to find new music, man, like, you know, uh, it sounds weird, but like a fucking really good place, dude, is Twitter. Like, yeah, for sure. Metal Twitter is really fucking cool about bringing to light a lot of different fucking things. You know, yeah. I'm fucking a thanks for joining us. Let us know what your top 10 was. Hit us up on all the socials as always. Metalist pod on Twitter, Metalist podcast everywhere else. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, join the conversation. We love talking to you. Thanks for everything. Hell yeah. And until next time, for the first time in 2021, Eat your veggies. <laughs> Fuck your prayers. See you then. Later.